Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 223. It's been a hot minute. It's going live for our patrons uh, Monday, December 19th. Everyone else, Wednesday, December 21st, the week of Christmas. Uh, Steve, it's you. It's Yo. me. We're back. We're here. We're recording. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, we. I think we were both sick. Like Heather was sick for a bit. I was sick. I think you were sick. Dude, I've, I'm still getting over something. I, I've been had a stomach thing recently, but I've had just like a miserable couple, I guess, month and a bit since we recorded. Like, I, I thought my cat was going to die twice. Oh, my yeah, car got true. broken into, like, elbow to the driver's side window. Uh, yeah, and then I was sick for the past, like, two weeks. Brutal. But uh, we're here, and uh, I guess this is the first episode since our amazing Extra Life stream, so I'll say thank you to everyone who dropped in from the community, Aaron, Devin, uh, Eros. Dave of War. Dave of War. Oh, I popped on at, like, what was that, like, two or three in the morning to play the chant with us? Somewhat. It was, yeah, it was pretty late. He he has the advantage of being on the West Coast, but... Alberta, I think, right? Alberta, yeah. So yeah. he had a little bit of advantage, but yeah, he was he was the last person, I think, wasn't he? Uh, no, I, we ended with um, Barker Mullen, a local pixel artist, who almost oh, had I to was, work I was, on TNT. I was sleeping, but, I was sleeping. Uh, that didn't count. <laughs> oh, I counted. It was fun. We played, uh, he did some pixel art for us. We did Tunic and then Sojourn from Overwatch 2, the Canadian hero. Uh, and then we just played some Overwatch and called it a day. We raised over 1,700 USD for, uh, what were the two charities again? Oh, IWK Halifax and the Children's Health Foundation uh the london one i forgot the london one um so yeah thanks everyone for that we'll probably do that again next year and have a lot more fun mm-hmm. um, i'm trying to get the vod up uh premiere doesn't like it when you upload or when you upload when you put really long movie files in like the audio desyncs so i've just been playing with different like ways to export the vod so that doesn't happen but it'll probably end up being like two or three parts did you get the clip of both of us sleeping, by the way? Yes, yeah. All of that is safely on the hard drive. There's only, <laughs> like, it's it's like 30 minutes where, like, we're both nodded off, but then I wake up and keep playing Gotham Knights, which is definitely the reason I fell asleep and not the 18 hours I'd been awake already. Uh, what was I playing when I fell asleep? I forget the last game I was playing. Was it just You were doing dishes. <laughs> you went into dishes, <laughs> and you came and sat back down and fell asleep while you were trying to watch me play some Gotham <laughs> really? Knights. Yeah. That's fine. I forget what the last game I was playing, because yeah, I think I was like, okay, I'll do some clean so that when Heather wakes up, like, you know, it's all the house is all set or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then, and then yeah, and then I was just like, so that was the second time I felt I fallen asleep during Extra Life. So that's me too, and we've done it twice together, so that's fun. Um, we also Steve now have a new logo, which is should be popping up everywhere this week as you're listening to this, uh, done by. Uh, Dara over at Idiom Loop, um, they did that demo for Mother's Little Helper, that like low poly kitchen game we liked. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the new the new logo is like sort of three D popping. I'm trying to oh, we dropped the CN Tower, of course. Everyone thought it was a syringe, um, which you know gets more and more true for Toronto every uh, week. Who uh, I had syringe. I had people say it was a penis. Was, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the new one it retains, I think, the spirit. Of our of our flag game controller without the Toronto centeredness of us because we all hate Toronto now. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to be running a game of the year poll this year, Steve. Doing a little differently. I'm doing it. Should be live when you're listening to this. Uh, you submit a nominee for each category. I take the top six, and then we do another week where we just vote on the top six. So can you submit? Be better. Can you make sure your people can submit more than one? Like I'm it doesn't uh, it doesn't lock their Gmail or whatever. Like they would have to click the link again. But they oh yeah, return. no, it's yeah. for your Google account. So the most you can abuse it is have multiple Google accounts. But please don't abuse it. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm fine with that. Okay, uh, so yeah, all that is in top of the show notes, and as uh, as well, I'm putting credits for all the music used in the show notes. I've had a couple people point out that that wasn't clear. So all of those are in the show notes. Uh, Steve, this week I got loads of announcements from the Game Awards, even though no Canadian games won, sadly. Uh, lots Boom. of Canadian studios were showing... Sorry, the Keeleys were showing off Keelys. their stuff. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Where, where's our representation? Um, and we'll wishlist a couple games. Uh, and then I've finally finished, almost a year after it launched... Uh, keep talking. Nope, that's the other Toronto one. <laughs> nobody, nobody saves nobody the world. world. <laughs> Wait, they both have keep. No, keep talking. And nobody explodes is the VR one where you're defusing the bomb. Yeah, that's an old. That's a classic too. That's I played that in the first year. That was fun. I don't anyway. think I've actually ever played it. I I think I own it. But yeah, I need to have a sip. My my mouth's really dry. I'm still getting over this sick. If I'm being honest. <sighs> that's okay. Source of life. Steve, some paperwork up front. Uh, someone in our Discord from the University of Calgary's Game Design Club hopped in to, to promo a game jam they're running the first week of January. Um, the focus is on getting uh, like underserved kids in the Calgary area uh, into game development. Um, so that's a super cool cause I can get behind. Uh, there's going to be three days of jamming and then uh, three days of voting on, I think, your favorite game from the jam and then a little wrap-up. Uh, so that's the first week of January, I believe. Yeah, the 3rd to 6th. Let's check that out. Uh, no other events. Turns out everyone just sort of shuts down at the end of the year. But that's okay. That's it's, it's well-deserved. Um, yeah. Take some take some time for yourself. Happy uh, uh, Happy Hanukkah, which I think is tomorrow, us, but will be happening when you post this. So. Happy Hanukkah, if you celebrate. Uh, you know the crusty clip where he's like doing all the religions. He's like, uh, "Merry Christmas, uh, crazy crazy Kwanzaa, very <laughs> uh, solemn Ramad- Ramadan or whatever." Uh, that's I think of that every time. But anyway, shuffle some paperwork on that one bit of paperwork. Oh, we need a sound for just one paper. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can print an event across multiple papers. I guess. But why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Steve. Into the news. One bit of news uh, that wasn't part of the Game Awards. Uh, Stream Warframe now supports crossplay across consoles and PC. Crossplay only at launch. Cross save is something they're still working on. But if you've been holding out on jumping into Warframe until someone on PC could baby you through it, like maybe I have, <laughs> now is a great opportunity. You and up to three other 10 no which is what the ninja sword guys are called, can get in the dojo, which is what the, I think the pregame lobby is called the dojo. Uh, And then, yeah, go do quests and stuff together. So yeah, that's, it's been almost a decade since that game came out. And yeah, now it's got (laughs) crossplay. Cross save That's crazy. You're right. Holy moly. 
I know, right? That's across uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. And PC, of course. Uh, yeah, because were... I think for a long time, the, the PC version was always like two or three versions ahead of mm. the consoles. Um, so I guess, I guess they're getting on the same page. Huh? Yeah, I guess it's not true anymore. So, I mean, it's also like <clears throat> five years ago, I don't think, was there anything that was cross-play? The cross-play is definitely like blown up. And I think, wasn't know, Fortnite the first one? First one I knew of for sure. Um, mm. Dauntless was I think I think they they advertised that they were the first one launching as like cross save cross cross play mm. everywhere. So, and Dauntless is you know a few years old too. So, on the bleeding edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes as part of the Lua's Prey update, which they've used their fifty first Warframe. I guess those are like different kinds of Tano you can play as. Um, and this Warframe is designed by a Marvel car- Comics guy, Joe Madureira from Uncanny X-Men. So that's probably cool for some people getting into video games. I think he was there at... Oh, I missed one story. He was at the Game Awards, I think, because they're doing a new game published by Digital Extremes. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. <sighs> I got to add that to... Yeah, he was part of that pre-show where they just like announced half the awards. I hate that pre-show, man. Like, why? <sighs> oh, it's called Wayfinder. I guess we'll just get into the next bit of news then. Uh, Warframe's crossplay. Next bit of news: Digital Extremes is also publishing a game called Wayfinder. Um, uh, early act or playtest access started now. Playfinder.com. Uh, it's being developed by Airship Syndicate, not Canadian. Published by Digital Extremes is Canadian. Nice. Um, yeah, so Airship Syndicate had previously done Ruined King, a League of Legends story. So I guess licensed game. Uh, but this is their own character. Oh, they based. did uh they did Darksiders Genesis. I think that I think that was Oh there you pretty, go. Did people like that, that? I think it reviewed pretty well. Okay. Well, uh it's a new character based online action RPG led by Yet Joe Majura from Uncanny X Men. Oh yeah, Darksiders and everything he says here. PC and console twenty twenty three. Wikipedia says Windows, PS4, PS5. So, ooh, suck it, Xbox. <laughs> yeah, suck that. Game Pass. <laughs> uh, early access program in spring 2023 on PC and PlayStation, and free to play on multiple platforms. Fall 2023. Seems nice. like they've got a good track record of releasing games. They say they're going to release on time. So there you go. Uh, the end of this press release, embracing Digital Extremes' free and fair monetization policy. Uh, it sounds sounds like something Joe Biden would announce, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that philosophy is, but you could read up about it. I It's been a while since I logged into Warframe and to see what that monetization is. The mm. last time I played, which was probably like two or three years ago when PS5 launched and the, and the PS5 version launched, I don't think it had loot boxes. Hmm. Um... Although people so are nostalgic for loot boxes now, Steve. After well, Overwatch, the, yeah, that, the Overwatch. <laughs> I know that's so. Oh, man, that's so crazy. The Overton window has shifted. It's taken okay. us all with it. You know what? Though I, I always did. I liked the loot boxes. It was like depending on how they're implemented. Like mm. if it was rewarding, it was cool to just like open up a, a a thing and just like get a surprised thingy like that. That kind of harkened back to my like RPG days of just like. You know, opening up these treasure chests and stuff. But then or, it was when 
companies were greedy and they didn't give you the loot boxes enough or maybe there was a little bit of a pay uh, pay to win type of thing going on that's Mm. when it really started to kind of be bullshit yeah no in hindsight overwatch's loot box every time you level up is insane because those skins you get in the loot boxes are now like 20 us dollars and i would just get a box that could have one of those skins but yeah i guess that's just we're shifting further further away from that so that becomes more appealing as when it came out everyone was shitting on it on reddit and stuff because i don't think fortnite has ever had loot boxes either right it's always just you can just buy what you want type of thing i don't don't know has fortnite had loot boxes i downloaded fortnite because the ps5 version got like the ray tracing and all that stuff and it looked it looked dope and then i booted up and it was just like so much noise i felt like an old man i was like i can't deal with like all the shit that's going on on my screen right now and then i just deleted it the Battle Royale mode has never contained randomized loot boxes. In 2019, they changed the way they use loot boxes in the game so that you could see uh, the contents before purchasing it. So I guess then it's not a loot box. You're just buying you're just skins buying and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, not Canadian. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, screw Fortnite. Screw Fortnite. Uh, unless they open a, you know. Unless they get Simpsons in there Montreal. for you. Oh, yeah. I would, I would jump in for Simpsons. Yeah. Just for like it has to happen, right? Like that's gotta be that what other what's <laughs> what other thing have they not have they done any of the Disney stuff? Not like not the Marvel stuff, but have is like Mickey in there or anything like that? No, Mickey's not in. I don't think okay. Oh so Did they do or did they do that uh like that old Mickey, like the um I missed the old Mickey. No, never mind. You know that black and white one they did for Epic Mickey? Where it was like Oswald yeah, yeah. the Rabbit. I Oswald, thought they might yeah, have done that, but I was wrong. Okay. All right, Steve. Staying at the Game Awards, hopping over to Edmonton, Alberta. Nightingale was there showing off um, some new content coming to the game. I haven't really been playing close attention to Nightingale. Folks will remember, announced at the Game Awards last year, and then like two months later, bought by Tencent. Oh, yeah, that's right. right, right. I remember this. Uh, it's still not it, out, right? What was? It? No, they're targeting a 2023 I think, and they have like a private alpha or beta or something going on that I signed us up for, but didn't hear back about. Bastards. It's a open world survival crafting game with like, I don't know, kind of like steampunk vibes. Like you got the Mary Poppins yeah. umbrella and this new trailer that you're flying around with and you're kind of dressed like a, an English gentleman, uh, but you're in this sort of like fantasy really sprawling different biomes there's like a and the new thing in the new game wars trailer was caves so they're gonna let you go down into the caves is one of the new biomes um and you can fly around mary poffin style so that's fun book um purchase your tickets for 10 cent versus embracer group oh you know who i've got my money on steve (laughs) pick a horse pick a horse i thought you said embracer group because they wouldn't let 10 cent win i think they yeah, Embracer Group would rather like just shut down every studio than let Tencent win, which they've started to do with a lot of their acquisitions. They shut down that one uh, formerly Square Enix Montreal, and then they rebranded it to Anoma, and then just shut it down like immediately. Was that Embracer Group or was that Square Enix? Was no, Square Enix sold it to the Embracer Group, and oh, then Embracer Group shut it down. Yeah. What else have they shut down? Huh. I guess I, that's the only one I have off the top of my head. Has has Tencent ever shut down a studio? Oh, probably. Tencent shuts down Game Studio. Who do they shut down? Uh, Penguin Esports. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's the only thing I'm seeing. Yeah, for them so far. Okay. Well, okay. stay tuned. For stay the tuned. Epic. I'm sure they'll at least get Nightingale out before they sh- shut down Inflection, <laughs> they shut which down. they probably won't. I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope so. Also at the Game Awards, Steve, the largest independent Canadian game studio, Behavior Interactive, uh, announced a release date for their base building and rating game, Meet Your Maker. This trailer was cool. It was CG, but I think conveyed the actual mechanics of the game rather than a lot of these CGI trailers are just like a stoic guy voiceover on a field and and then draws a sword and then says something cool, flash to a logo. No, this was like... One character is obviously building the bases, uh, setting up traps, dropping enemies in, and then another character tries to come in, gets killed, and then on the screen it goes like, attempt two, goes in again, gets past that guy, gets killed, attempt three, and then someone joins him in co-op, so there's it a looks bit like... Of, uh, there's a little bit of gameplay at the end of the trailer. Mm, uh, the release date trailer, linked in the show notes. Ooh, so I do like you play, that. Do you play at the same time? Like, is uh, it a co-op thing or i think it's gonna work like do you remember the mighty quest for epic loop that ubisoft game that kind of got shut down soon after launch basically you'd set up your dungeon and you'd put traps and enemy spawns and stuff and then you would sort of leave it and then other people would come try to get to the middle of your dungeon and steal your loot and you could go on and steal other people's loots it feels like that but mad max or rage even (coughs) right oh april 4th wow this is this is april 4th 2023 uh, players will build quote-unquote outposts that other players have to try and raid. Outposts will have traps and guards placed throughout that the raiding players must overcome through first-person platforming and fighting. Uh, cool. There's a beta you can sign up for now, and it's launching Steam, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, X, and S. wonder what their employee counts at now. Because last time we checked, and we were like, holy, when did Behavior Interactive become the biggest game studio in Canada? As of 2022, they say there are over 1,000 devs. Not bad. Founded September 1992 in Quebec City. And now they're in Montreal oh, and crazy. Toronto. Yeah, no, they're they're big. And they're finally making their own IPs because they did mainly work for hire for a while. And then Dead by Daylight popped off and they still did some work for hire. But there's only so many horror licenses you can wedge into. I know. I think, they, I think they did another Resident Evil one recently. How many times <laughs> is Leon in, in Dead by Daylight? Two, three? Times. No, there's different one? Leons, aren't there? Uh, no, no, I thought they just did different characters. Okay. Because, I mean, there's like fucking like 100 characters in Resident Evil games. And Silent Hill. But Meet Your Maker, something completely new, and something sounds kind of interesting to me. I hope uh, hope to check it out. Silent Hill sucks, though. So. Ooh, got him. Uh, staying in <laughs> Quebec, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is finally leaving early access. Next summer, the teaser trailer they showed ended with August 2023. Uh, they are Canadian because while they started in Paris, they have a Quebec City office. They have a bunch of offices, actually, but one in Quebec City. Um, yeah, I don't know. Baldur's Gate 3 is Dra- Dungeons & Dragons, like, actually licensed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I think so. And this studio, <laughs> most recently, Divinity Original Sin 2, which just has an outrageous Steam, like, high rating. Let me check. Yeah, on 134,000 reviews on Original Sin 2, they have an overwhelmingly positive, which is really hard. I think that's like 90% or higher did a positive review. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and their 
uh, early access page for Baldur's Gate 3 is sitting at very positive 50,000 reviews. So, yeah, hopefully the final, what, eight months of development shape that up into another overwhelmingly positive. People love Dungeons & Dragons, Steve. There are some real dorks out there. Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever play any of the old Baldur's Gate games? No, I never I never got into any of these games. Um I think they like re-released them as well recently. Mm. Um, like uh oh, what am I thinking of? Did Larian do the old ones? That was in Baldur's Gate uh Bioware joint from back in the day. Was it? Oh yeah, Beamdog, Bioware, and Overhaul Games. Yeah, so I think I think huh. Beamdog did the oh i'm thinking of neverwinter nights maybe they did enhanced edition of baldur's yeah. gate baldur's gate enhanced edition that's it oh wow that's older than i thought that was Oof. okay that's been a while anyways uh no I've, i haven't played a baldur's gate though so but Baldur's gate three you know okay possible okay it's possible uh when, sorry saying, when, when did you when did, when did we say it's coming out august 2023 no solid date just a month but do we have a console release confirmed? Oh yeah, it's launching. Uh, I believe just on PC to start. Yeah, it just says Windows. Wikipedia says Windows, Mac, and State Stadia. Well, Stadia, gotta, rest gotta in update, peace. Update, that, update your Wikipedia, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, staying in Montreal. Sorry, staying in Quebec. Going a couple hours away to Montreal. We got Banishers: Colon Ghosts of New Eden, which was a new game announced from Don't Nod Entertainment. It's another situation where they have a Paris studio and then they opened a Quebec studio. Uh, This one didn't do much for me, Steve. I'm not a big fan of the don't nod formula, the starting with like the life is strange telltale formula. And then, you know, they've branched out. They did tell me why. And then they did a less narrative one, didn't they? Hold on. Uh, no, Captain Spirit was a prequel. Yeah, and then they did Vampire, you know, V-A-M-P-Y-R. That was like an action oh, RPG yeah. kind of thing. Uh, this seems to be more in the vein of Vampire. There's like, uh, at the end of the teaser, some like third person action going on. Uh, the premise, quote, Hunt Ghosts is two memorable characters in a story-driven action <laughs> RPG where your decisions have dramatic consequences, solve haunting cases, and battle supernatural forces combining and Taya's spiritual powers with Red's arsenal. So I guess the guy is the guns and the girl is the magic. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, oh, definitely sweet, closer to Vampire than Life is Strange for those yeah. at home oh, picturing yeah, for it. Sure. Um, I don't know. What did you think? It was, a, it was a very pretty CGI trailer. Like, this is definitely one of those tone ones, not a gameplay one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking at the screenshots, but I think those are still all just screenshots from the trailer. So... You know, got my attention. Looks pretty sweet, but I don't like based off how much they showed us. Twenty twenty three doesn't really seem <laughs> seem possible, right? Um, I don't know. They're partnering with Focus Entertainment, who is the publisher for Vampire, which they released in twenty eighteen. So, with a publisher, I'm more uh, inclined to believe it'll come out. Whether or not it's ready, <laughs> it remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, coming to PS five, Xbox, XS, and PC. Skipping last gen, smart. Uh yeah. Nice. Looking nice. forward to it. And of course, Steve, you know I had to save the best announcement from the Game Awards for last. The Celeste devs showed off a new trailer for Earthblade. 
previously we'd only uh, seen what they described as a vibe reveal, which is kind of just like the logo with some animation behind it and like one of the songs. Mm-hmm. But we got what I think is probably the best trailer from the Game Awards, just in terms of like a technical feat. Uh, basically, it's hard to describe. There's uh, showing off the this one character moving through different worlds, and like the focus on the character stays the same. Like she's always in the, or I guess they're always in the same place. Uh, but like the backgrounds are changing to show off the different worlds. It, it looks it, like it looks hard to do as someone who does a lot of video editing. Uh, so that really impressed me. And they're trying to show off, they call it an explore action instead of exploration. Eh? <laughs> explore action game, uh, 2d pixel art, obviously in the style of Celeste, cause that's their bread and butter. And something I didn't realize, uh, they got Chevy Ray who did Iconfell. Remember Iconfell, the mm-hmm. magic RPG. Uh, yeah, these joined, um, extremely okay games to work on this. So they're, they're assembling a team of crack Vancouver pixel art, uh, game devs. <laughs> I can feel it's a turn-based RPG. Turn-based? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's sort of like if Harry Potter didn't suck is kind of the pitch from people who oh. played it to me. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or magic school, building a party of students going out doing shenanigans. Um, yeah. Cool. Seems to be one of those very like LGBT plus friendly games too. Nice. Oh, uh, there's a few quick hits that reminds me. Okay, of, wait. 2024 release. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Watch okay. that trailer. It's the best trailer from the Game Awards. Hit me. Steve. It's a very. It is a very nice trailer. So there's some quick hits. Mm. Um, Jet the Far Shore plus Given Time. So Jet oh, the yeah. Far Shore is getting a free expansion in 2023. We'll have to wait and see on that. Did you uh, finish you, that, Steve? No, I did not. <laughs> good um it just it was just too weird to play it was just it was just too weird it's um, a weird one i i re-downloaded recently though when that announcement came out and i was like oh maybe i'll maybe i'll dive back into this and then i just got really deep into elden rain and everything mm. got if uh if i didn't play much crystal protocol jet the fire shore wasn't going to get any play <laughs> gotcha. um marvel's avengers had a november update where the winter soldier joined and now how are they new- still updating <laughs> that game steve they have to well, be contractual obligations at this point well, now there's rumors that like the game is going to they'll just kill it off in in the new year or like the, basically all the updates are done. When I wrote up that that one news, they had like their average player peak. Hold on, I want to get this right so as not to slander the good people at Idos Montreal. Uh, they were logging in 300 active Steam players on average over the past 30 days. 300 people, Steve, playing an Avengers game. <sighs> Now that Sorry. doesn't count Xbox and PlayStation. That's just Steam. But, I mean, yeah. It also is funny. I was looking up like what characters they'd done to that point. Two different Hawkeyes, a second Thor, and then another Black Hulk. Panther. She Hulk. Uh, she Black Panther, uh, another Hulk, and then Spider Man only on PlayStation. Uh, and now Winter Soldier. Um, I thought we had a release day for Goodbye Volcano High, but maybe they just said it's mid. Oh, they delayed it. Yeah, to. To into 2023 okay i don't so think anyone because that was like a week or two ago and the steam page still said 2022 and that's one of those ones you're like this isn't happening is it and they're like yeah. no it's not happening uh chivalry 2 got an official winter war update with a Ooh. bunch of nonsense in there i'm sure uh, that sounds miserable doing war in the winter because all the snow you see yeah the what was that russia the blitzkrieg what was that russian one the, well they were on Hitler had the brilliant idea to invade Russia during the winter, and that didn't go so well for him. I don't think it was Hitler's idea, though. Is the thing. No? I don't think uh, so. I think he was super pissed about it. 
Oh, that, someone else. Who I mean, he was always super pissed, Steve. Yeah, it was. It was whatever. I, I'm no history major, but I feel like I remember someone telling me like Hitler was so just uh, concerned about moving westward, and mm-hmm. then he was told that they invaded uh, Russia, and he was just like, "The f- guys, what the what do you do to me?" <laughs> Slide whistle down. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, those those wars were in winter. They sounded awful. So. Mm. Anyways. Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> All right. well, I tried to um, write pause, but I wrote Bobby instead. So those are just some quick <laughs> those are just some quick hits. Awesome. Alright, that's it for news. Uh of the games nominated, uh the only Canadian ones were TMT, Shredder's Revenge for I think action. Tunic. Uh, tu- Tunic had three noms for best indie debut, best action, and something else. Uh, and then Teenage Exo, Life of a Teenage Exocolonist, that uh, Vancouver-developed-looking game, was nominated for Game for Impact, which I don't appreciate as a category, because if you got nominated for the Game Awards, your game made an impact. It's dumb, and we're an embarrassing industry, but game looked cute. What did, what does Jeff What does Jeff say that thing is for? Like Impact? Uh, it's the game you put the... You put the LGBT indie games in there, basically. Not like I like that sounds rude, but like that's all that happens every year, you know. Like it's just the. I don't even remember what were the nominations here. Okay, so he says for thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. Pro-social meaning. We're so embarrassing. Memoir Blue as dusk dusk falls one citizen sleeper endling extinction is forever. I was teenage exo colonists and hindsight six. Five of these. I've never heard of any of these games except for the teenage. One. Yeah, it's the blue hair protagonist game category. As Dusk Falls is, it was published by Xbox Studio, Game Studios. So, I also take issue with the best indie debut because it's like it's best indie debut for that studio. But like half those games nominated, those devs have been making games for years. Like Neon White was the Donut County guy. I'm pretty sure he just has a new studio. Anyway, yeah, but Stray one, so that's all that matters. Straight, straight cleaned up. Every time it was like, oh, I hope Tunic wins, it was like, stray. I was like, ah, okay. That's fair. Yeah, so I That's think it was fair. just Tunic, Team and Team, uh, that X call on this one. Nothing and else. the Cuphead show was technically produced by the studio MDH- MDHR in Toronto. They're listed yeah, there's a bunch the of credits. esports dork shit. Actually, the, the the pre the only reason the pre show is good is because that's when they do all the esports shit. That's true. I'm also why, okay just like, why is, all those. Why is esports event a thing? Like, I don't understand that one. I don't know, because maybe they got a good vibe going on. And like, what's esports game? What's the difference between esports game and best um, like ongoing game? Like, aren't those kind of probably like, winning why is, money? Maybe. Why is Valorant and like I don't know? Anyways, maybe if it got Jeff, shown on like ESPN three, it's it's counted. Right, Jeff. If you want to join the show and just kind of ex- explain some of your categories here. Yeah, Jeff. I have questions about the game awards. Although I was pretty surprised. Uh, uh it takes two one last year so it's not all bad sometimes sometimes the the not shooter wins and that's cool what was what were the games nominated last year uh it was it was pretty well not sparse but it was like resident Evil village rift apart uh it takes yeah it was kind of like a i don't actually know who would win but this year everyone was like yeah it's elden ring or god of war and of course elden ring yeah elden ring kind of cleaned up they really (coughs) did all right, uh, Steve, I'll throw it to maybe the Earthblade song and then we'll wishlist some games. How's that? Sounds good.
It Takes Two, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village. Based off that, I would I would say that Psychonauts 2 should have won. Oh, easy. that was my vote too. Ah, oh, man. He, I just wanted Tim to get something. I like hearing Tim talk. He's fun. All right, Steve. Open up Steam. Crack your knuckles. Take a sip of your hot coca. And let's wishlist some games. Cool we got, game, sure. first up, The Long Dark, colon, Tales from the Far Territory, which is DLC coming up for The Long Dark from Victoria, BC-based Hinterland Games. Quote, The first paid expansion pass for The Long Dark Survival Mode releasing in multiple drops over a course of 12-month campaign. Uh, Tales from the Far Territory significantly adds to the world of Great Bear Island and the game's core survival foundation with new regions, new gameplay, and new objective-based tales. So this is an interesting pitch, IMO, because uh, the tales, the, the uh, tales I, I'm interpreting as like narrative in the survival mode, which is cool, because usually it's like, Last time I played it, they just drop you in and you just sort of Minecraft, survive, gather resources, set up your base, don't die. And then they had Winter Mute, the like um, sort of story mode you could play. Yeah, did uh, they ever now, finish that? I don't know. They got to like episode four was the last one I remember. Oh, I thought it was three, but... Was it three? Let's see. Uh, Let me take a gander here. Oh, yeah. They got volume one, volume two. Oh, that's music. It was just Winter Mute. Yeah, it was the I last think- one. Because I'm thinking of on PlayStation, I think Volume One and Two were in the were in the like base version or whatever, and then okay, here you go, Steve. The episodic story mode for Long Dark Winter Mute includes four of the five episodes. Episode five is in development, slated for release late 2023, and this will bring the storyline to its conclusion. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, there's yeah. So there's trophies for the DLC episode two. I think I finished episode two and started three, and then I, I was just, I I remember the loading was so brutal on console two. So I wonder if PS five kind of fixed. Oh that. wait, this game's out since I put it on wish list. This <laughs> oh really? Whoops. Yeah, it's not doing so high. It's got mixed uh, <gasps> seven hundred reviews. Oh no, what are people saying? The number one reason to buy this DLC is to support the team. Long Dark is a masterpiece. Goat feedback. Have a clear list of what's available in this DLC at its current point in time. And so I guess people were thinking uh, there was a lot more in it when they bought it than there was, but they're going to drop stuff over 12 months. Ah, mm. mm. oh, we just missed it. It launched last week. Anywho. <sighs> so imagine we recorded this last week. Yeah, what? imagine we recorded this last week. What do you think, Steve, of this approach to more DLC, like buying a DLC pack that sort of releases? That's just a battle pass without the battle pass, I'm su- yeah guess. i'm surprised they didn't just be like okay we're gonna do lawn dark too like at this point like how mm. old is lawn dark now at this like it's a long dark launch oh 2017 no it can't be 2017 that, must that be was when it left early access i think yeah <clears throat> so even then that's that's five and a half years ago and mm-hmm. so it's like a seven year old game like yeah like deal i don't know i wonder how I they're guess. doing on steam charts uh, i imagine they gotta be doing well Average 3,000 last 30 days. So that's 300% better than Avengers. <laughs> Boom. I I think, too, at least when I played it, there was no, like, microtransactions and stuff. So it was, like, at some point, it was, like, we have, like, there has to be some sort of revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, they got the console release. It's probably on the garbage Switch. <laughs> they put it on Game Pass and PS Plus and all that stuff. And oh, yeah. And then I think they're just like, okay, we have, like, there's got to be, we got to put some more money. <laughs> we mm-hmm. have to get some more money or whatever. 
They got oh. merch out. You could buy like they did an axe head and like a camping cup. You know those like camping cups you put the snow in and melt. Yeah, because I'm looking at the Steam store and there's nothing. Like, what is this? Tales from the Far Territory is the DLC. What's Winter Mute? That's the Winter Mute's the episodic story. And, and then, then music. Like, there's not. You know, there's not like fucking new streams of revenue. There's not like you know just uh, like cosmetic stuff. There's nothing. There's not like mm. long dark coins that you can buy or anything like that. Like, thank God. So no, I'd much rather do angry DLC <laughs> than long dark coins. <laughs> So, so I'm you know I'm I'm fine with this them them printing out some extra DLC, okay. but I guess yeah I guess maybe they botched the marketing a little bit. I'm just saying what it is, and it's kind of pieced over a couple months or or the whole year. Twelve months, so. so it'll wrap up December 2023. Yeah, so I mean I I feel like this was like a we have oh to, uh, uh, here to you go blog post as of a couple of days ago uh, tales from the far territory launch clarification and apology. Uh, this oh, is yeah. from Ra- Raf, the CEO of uh, Long Dark, or uh, sorry, Hinterland. I think he's moved into less of a creative role on the project. Uh, the TLDR, I'm sorry about the issues around launch. <laughs> if you own the Long Dark before Monday, you still also own it and Wintermute. You have not repurchased it. Uh, the Long Dark includes survival and story. Uh, Tales from the Far Territory is oh, completely they, optional. Oh, they split it. That seems weird huh. to split the game when it's like a twenty dollar game or thirty dollar yeah. game. Like they split the survival and the story mode. Like who? Yeah, I guess. Like that's something that you would want Call of Duty to do with like the campaign and the DLC, not like a thirty dollar indie game that goes on sale for like ten, fifteen bucks at times. I'm sure. So, Oof. yeah, he has a long, long <laughs> apology in this Steam page, uh, Steam <coughs> post. Uh, he says, um, we've been clear. Oh man, this is huge. The full roadmap will be released gradually over 12 months with new content dropping every eight to 10 weeks. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, cool. I mean, it's on my wish list. Uh, make a PS5 version. That'd be dope. I'd pay you money for a PS5 version. So you and a lot of other people, I imagine there's your extra revenue there. (laughs) Hmm. All right, Steve. Next game to wish wishlist this from our beautiful patron who also hopped on to open our extra life stream with us to show the world premiere gameplay footage of Bombing 2, a graffiti paradise. It's, of course, Devin Wiersma, a Toronto-based indie uh, developer who's uh, working on Hotline Miami 3 with Devolve. No, he's not. Don't t- I just make that joke. No one, no one <laughs> believes that. I was about to be like, what? No, no. They're working on a new game with Devolver, and so I just joke every time that it's hotline Miami three but oh i see quote welcome to graffiti paradise explore for hidden secrets Ooh, Devin, my google doesn't like explore four it says explore hidden's correct and uh meet interesting friends unlock painting tools and fill your world with color uh steve i love bombing uh, of course first thing i did was draw like the shocked pikachu meme and then a bunch of penises and mm-hmm. yeah it's just really fun graffitiing uh, instead of uh, having a backpack with all your stuff in it that you carry around and sort of plop down where you want to work, it's just always with you now. You have like a palette you can open, switch brushes, switch colors, because um, the levels are a lot bigger than they were in Bombing 1, A Graffiti Paradise. Um, but yeah, I- I'm sold. I, I want to do the little story they got going on. Uh, I want to go draw dicks everywhere in, in different lighting. 
Um, and the, the, the vibe is definitely Tony Hawk pro skater. Like the, that opens with like the super drone shot pan around, but like the, the level name like bounces back and forth in text on the screen. Um, huge THPS vibes for me. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it looks pretty sweet. I bought graffiti bombing, sorry, uh, one and then never played it. Mm. Even though I told, even though I promised Devin I would get 100% of the achievements. Uh, I should download on my... Hey, I got 100% of the achievements, Steve, so you oh, can do lucky it. you. Um, but yeah, this looks pretty sweet. The, the first game has 84 very positive reviews, which is pretty pretty solid. Like, 84 reviews is no... And something I didn't realize until Devin was on was just how many people were sharing their graffiti, like, in the Steam uh, community. Like, there was someone who did this beautiful Metroid, like, door and Samus coming out of it. Like, it looked so good. People are doing yeah. incredible things in this game. I think that's, like, the thing when when there's, like, when character, or, sorry, when creation is, like, such a big part of it, you got to make it easy to share. Like, mm. just to see what it is like how cool was it like with dreams like dreams was really easy to share and you saw all the stuff mm. of like hashtag people remaking. dreams yeah exactly seeing like fucking people make like the spider-man intro and all that stuff mm-hmm. um so i don't know what the sharing is like in bombing but i feel like bombing too you like that should do it but it looks it was just it like looks cool it looks fun in any steam game you can just sort of press f12 and take a screenshot and so that's how people are sharing it but this mm. will have a photo mode that was in the demo with a couple filters and nice yeah looks good cool but you know it's not in the steam description steve uh descript like gifts you mean gifts yeah. Devin, get your gifts on point um is yeah, I'm not i'm not actually not going to wish list it because it doesn't give so fuck, fuck <laughs> no that's not true you're gonna wish list it right now right <laughs> Yes. Excellent. Last game today on Wishlist This Steve is Spiral by Folklore Games in Montreal, mm. Quebec. It's coming soon to Steam. Quote, Spiral is a third-person, narratively-driven exploration game sharing a poetic vision of cognitive degeneration seen from the inside. Tells the story of Bernard, a man who wishes goodbye one last time to the memories that built him from his early childhood to who he is today. Whoa. That's deep, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I played the demo because um, it was part of that uh, Indie Cup Canada Twenty Two uh, Cup, exactly. And I forget where I saw this. Like, don't demos usually have their own page? Mm. Or sometimes it's weird. There's I've seen them in three different places. Sometimes it's their own page. Sometimes it's above the add to wish list, and sometimes it's on the right in all like the award column and everything. Yeah, I thought I saw a thing where people were just like. I'm not like ready to play this, <laughs> like emotionally ready to play this game. That's a it's very, cool. the, the art is really cool. Uh, but yeah, you, the demo, at least you, you start as an old man, you're like walking and being all slow and old and shit. And you're walking through your house and just re, like talking about all these different memories and stuff like that. Um, very neat game. I was playing, I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do well with this game. So I don't know if I'll actually cop it. Is spiral from folklore games a Psychonauts-esque delving into a character's mind and through like sort of an abstract uh, weird world where walls are flying around and memories are jittering in and out on mm-hmm. your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. I think it's coming to Xbox too, actually. Yeah, Spiral official Xbox announcement. There you go. That means it's probably, this looks like a Game Pass one as well. Yeah, I feel like yeah, exactly. Summer of Gaming 2022. Alzheimer's Ooh. is scary, yo. 
my name is Joe Biden. I approve this message. Um, yeah, that's I'm that I must have been on some YouTube trailer because yeah, it's coming to Xbox. So, all right, uh, maybe I'll play the song from the trailer and then we'll hop over to some uh, Discord discussion maybe and then close out with what we've been playing. How's that sound? Yeah, maybe just go what we've been playing. But yeah, all right. I remember this place. As I nope. tease at the top of the show, I finally finished Nobody Saves the World with my friend Tyler. We started the game together on the Extra Life stream, and uh, yeah, just slowly been picking it away at it, and I have definitely come around on it. I liked that um, someone I was playing with was really into it and could just like tell me what quest to go for or which character. Like, it would just be like, oh, why do we want to level up? Oh, the horse, uh, you're trying to do these things. I'm like, got it. Yes, sir. And then I just did that. And that's how I want to play that. Cause you know, as we say over and over on this program, Steve, I was elected to lead and not to read, mm-hmm. but I guess in that context, it doesn't work. Cause someone else is telling me what to do, but, uh, playing in that mode of just like, yeah, what do I do? Like, cause we share upgrades and stuff. It was like a save file we both played. So it was, yeah, just like, what do you want upgraded next? All right, I'll do those quests. And once I got into that groove, it worked. Loads of uh, Easter eggs again, and, and some less obvious ones. Because one of the things with Guacamelee 2 is just like all the backgrounds is just like, oh, yep, that's Celeste, that's Steven Universe, that's the X game. But for this one, there were some more subtle ones I really liked. Like you go to a nuclear uh, power plant uh, level, and one of the one of the floors has like a Sector Seven G poster. I'm like, oh, I oh, know nice. that from The Simpsons. So yeah, nice. a couple of those scattered throughout, which I liked. Uh, and it was it was funny. There was there's this uh, mission you get where you're trying to compile a dolphin uh, text to speech thing, and so you have to go find different dolphins and like record them dolphining noising at you, and they're all very rude and uh, surly, and it was very cute. Nice. Yeah, I I need to get back into it. It was one of those games where I just like was digging it, just plowed through it a couple nights in a row, and then just kind of just stopped. Maybe it hit that wall for me. I mm. bought the DLC because it was like three bucks or four bucks or something. Oh yeah, like, like I'll buy it, whatever. Uh, and never <laughs> didn't don't even know anything about it or or where it is in the game and stuff like that. So um, the, I will the DLC get back stuff is it. on the like your your upgrade tree it's like just a like a oh yeah it's like tangent. locked or whatever yeah. yeah and you can go I think we went to the world and we got to the gate of like where you would start the DLC so that's cool yeah okay yeah. cool yeah Drinkbox Studio. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get back into it because um because Drinkbox I love Drinkbox so. it's Drinkbox man and yeah. I would much rather them do stuff like this than straight up sequels i think because it's just you know the only way you get another guacamelee style experience steve of just something new we're trying is if they just keep doing stuff like this well i guess that's it would be guacamelee 3 but that's fair i mm. uh, i don't know i don't know how i feel about that because severed was amazing mm-hmm. so i like the break you know we got guacamelee then we got severed then we got mm-hmm. guacamelee 2 now we got 
um, nobody, nobody saves, saves the world. world. So now we can get Guacamole three. <laughs> yeah, and is that your prediction? That I don't know if it's a prediction, but it's kind of like that's the that's the taste that I kind of like. Like a little bit, you know, you throw in a little little side side stuff out there. Um, but I feel like they did Guacamole two because Severed probably didn't do as well as they originally wanted because it was a hmm. fucking Vita launch, like a Vita. Well, when game. it eventually when it came to iPad and stuff, like it won the Apple Design Award that year. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Games. So probably so it was up. getting some clout, yeah. Yeah, yeah and true. way more people have iPads than Vitas. <laughs> way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We have to go to. We have to look that up. Yeah, we'll go. To the, we'll go to the board on that. Uh, so yeah, uh, talk to me about Callisto Protocol, Steve, the much maligned <clears throat> spiritual successor to Dead Space One. Yeah, this this was my most anticipated game of the year. I was like, oh. super super excited for this game, and it's it's not great. <laughs> um, it. Like I, I hear it I, runs best on PS5 because they I heard partnered that too. with Sony for a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I heard that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it runs fine. Like, technically, it runs fine. I had, I I maybe had, like, one issue where there was a corpse, like, flying in midair or whatever. Mm. But, like, no bugs or anything like that. Nothing. It didn't crash or anything like that that I've heard. Like, apparently, PC was, just, like, launched as a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw. It was a lot of way, highlight reel that week. Yeah, it was way more. It's way more linear than I thought it would be. Um it's way more melee focused than I thought it would be, which is, is hmm. kind of fine. The thing is like comp and people say combat's not that great. And like combat is usually not great in survival horror games. Like dead space is kind of the exception to that. Mm-hmm. But like resident evil, like everyone shits on resident evil combat um, before five, like five and before. Cause it's it tank is controls. rigid. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill is that same style, but with melee. So it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, they always kind of throw like these wrenches into into things where it's like it's not really meant to be combat focused. But this one, it's just like weird, like the dodging mechanic and stuff like that. Um, it's it's hard to kind of master. There's I, there was moments in the game where I died like five or six times in one encounter. <laughs> and one of the DLCs that's coming up is is like a horde mode, and I was like, that's like the last mm. thing I want from from this game. Oh no, um, it's. The story and the world and the creepiness of it is, is fucking top notch. There's a lot okay. of like really annoying little things that I feel like just extend it. Like there's parts where you're just walking and there will be a monster that will just come out of nowhere. You can't really see it and it just like goes to grab your neck and it's a time uh, like a quick time event to, mm-hmm. to stomp it. That happens way more often than you than it should. Um, mm-hmm. You crawl through vents super slow. Like there's a lot of things where I feel like they're just padding the length of it. Mm. And I, part of me is like, I think they knew that they had to get this game out before Dead Space remake, which I'm really excited for. They cut it close. And then I think when Resident Evil 4 got announced for March, they were just like, well, fuck. Like there's no way. Because maybe they're like, oh, maybe we can delay it into like the spring or -hmm. whatever or like April or something like that. Or March, and then mm-hmm. when Resident Evil Four got announced, they're like, "Well, never mind. <laughs> we have to get out before this game. The horror so, budget will be spent by then." Yeah. So, and shooting is like serviceable. It's like it's not. It's whatever because it's it's mostly melee. And the thing is, like, they copy pretty much everything from Dead Space. And I remember actually the reason why I kind of stopped playing because I was so mad is Dead Space has this part. And this was like really big back in the day of like environment storytelling where it says like mm-hmm. shoot off their limbs in blood on the wall. 
And my memory is like they didn't pause the game and tell you to shoot off the lips. Like mm-hmm. that was sort of what they, that was your tutorial for that mechanic. It was diegetic, as we say in game academia. There you go. Callisto Protocol does the exact same thing, but it's uh, it's like a it's like a thing in their stomach that you have to sort of destroy before it explodes and then turns them to a stronger monster. And it's mm-hmm. like shoot out, shoot their stomachs or something like that. And you're like they're copying the same thing, but you know what? That's like a ten out of ten banging thing. Like like okay, I know. Then the first month, like literally right as soon as you see that, a monster comes and pauses the game no. and blops up all the text that says, this monster, like you got to shoot out the no. whatever in their stomach or else they'll turn into... I was like, you Boo. just told me. Why are you now pausing the <laughs> gameplay? You just told me I have to shoot out the stomach. It's not like... I, and like I... I ranted in Discord for a little bit, and I think Dragon Slumber and I kind of spoke about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it since because I was just like, "You guys, like, I took you out of it." Yeah, like you're copying Dead Space, which is an amazing game, and you're copying like the right parts of it, which is totally fine. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been fucking 15 years since Dead Space. It's fine to copy it, mm-hmm. but you're you're messing it up. And I'm just like, ugh. I'm like, I don't know. And there's a whole like tutorial section in the menu. It's like I can just go into the like. I don't know. There could be a little thing that's bottom right corner. It just says like new tutorial or something like that to tell yeah. me if I want to know actual specific details, I can go read it. Don't pause the game for me. So it does that quite a bit. And even just for like little things where it's like, you get a gun and it's just like, press R1 to shoot. Blah, blah. I'm like, guys, like I know, like you don't like, I wish. Was, and then I was like, is there a way I could turn this stuff off? And there isn't. So I, I Damn haven't it. played it since. That's so, so discouraging, Steve, because, like, I also hate that in games. Like, yeah. what was I elected not to do, Steve? <laughs> to read, not, to read. not read. Exactly. Not to read. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was, kind, I was, like, fine with the game at that point, and I still am, but at mm-hmm. that, that moment, I was just like, oh, man, that's worse than, like, tactical glitches. <laughs> like, hmm. I was like, oh, you guys messed it up so, so badly. So, are we, are we on track, Steve, for, because you said uh, two episodes ago, the chant, Callisto Protocol, Dead Space Remake, RE4 Remake, it was probably going to be the order of those games in terms of you like them. Is that lining <laughs> up so far? Um, or does the chant pull ahead? The chant and and Callisto Protocol are kind of samesy, but the thing is I had no expectations of the chant going in. It just looked mm-hmm. cool and it's like it's low budget and it's it's uh And it's Canadian. It's it is Canadian, yeah. It's yeah. low budget and it's um it's not buggy, but it's uh, it's rough around. It's that janky. Type of thing. Oh, janky. It's got that jank in it. Yeah. yeah. But I had no expectations. And when I played it, it was like, this is dope. I only played it on Extra Life. I haven't played it since. Uh, so I need to beat it. And then Close I to enjoyed Protocol, watching it on the Extra Life stream. Like, I yeah. liked the chance whole vibe. And then Close to Protocol, my expectations were pretty high. I was psyched for it. It's the Dead Space guy. Boom. Looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's got a huge budget to it. They got that one of the fucking actors from some sitcom or something. Mm-hmm. I was excited, and they're both because of that. It's like, well, Chant I liked more because I had no expectations. Callisto Protocol I liked less because of what I was expecting. So they're kind mm-hmm. of like go hand in hand. I got to okay. beat both of them. Okay, uh, I would actually assume that they have the same medic, pretty much Metacritic. You think? I'll look up the Chant. You look up Callisto Protocol. Uh, the Chant for PS5 has a sixty-eight. Oh, 72 for Cluster Protocol. So. Ooh, edging it out just slightly. 
What about the user? The user score for the chant is an 8.2, which is significantly higher than the meta score. Oh, the, for Callisto Protocol, it is 6.8. Ooh, okay. The people have spoken. <laughs> the chant wins. <laughs> so uh, I want to play both of them. This weekend, I was like, okay, because I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I don't have much to really say of it other than I've just been diving into it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But I was like, okay, I hit kind of a wall in Elden Ring where I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm starting to get tired of dying and losing progress and shit. I got to mm-hmm. move on. And so Cluster Protocol, I might be like, okay, Cluster Protocol is a, it's a short game apparently. It's like eight hours or something like that. And I'm already halfway through or so. So I'm just like, mm. maybe I should just finish it off this week. It's a game you um, can feel like you're making progress in. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Elden Ring, I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting to the point where I got to grind out or something. <laughs> so Boo. Um, and then been playing. I, I booed up Mass Effect One. That game controls and looks way worse than I thought it would. <laughs> Even in the I'm, remake, like Legendary Edition. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man. And Heather's like listening to it, and she's like, I hate the voice acting in this game. I was like, well, it's from 2007 or something like that. She's like, oh really? Okay, like it's it's not great. I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it was amazing at the time, and now it's like mm-hmm. it's, that stuff has just gotten way way more impressive. I'm not crazy about it, but I'm trying to be like, okay, this is like, maybe by Mass Effect 3 it's better and like it's a game that everyone loves and I didn't play, but I'm not really feeling it or whatever. And I'm not far. I'm only like two or three hours into it. I'm still Did you also thing. notice the arm thing? Like everyone's arms look like paper towel rolls? Like no, I think middle. just the character models in general just don't look like super great. Like I don't, mm. like they're just, they're just weird. Like, and you can kind of tell that like the face, like there's more details and more stuff in the faces because they're zoomed in on them so much than the body mm-hmm. in general. Um, but I not the paper, the paper towel stuff. I haven't really noticed, but it's just like, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. And the Marvel Snap, which has just been eating up all of my free time. Mobile game of the year from the Keeleys 2022. Yeah, man, I got a thousand credits because of that. So thanks. Oh hell thanks, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, thanks Jeff. Jeff. Um. Speaking of games that hold your hand too much, uh, I finished God of War colon Ragnarok, and I want to say something nice. Best first hour of a AAA game I've played in a long time. That first hour, Steve, mwah, I loved it. Everything about it. It was so hype. Uh, the other 29 uh, was slowly just sucking the life out of me, really, while playing. <laughs> to the point where, like, around 22, like, I played uh, it with my girlfriend, Tori, and, like, around 22, even she was like, she was like, uh, what, is, what, what's happening? Like, why are we still going? Like, it's, and now, and I remember, recalled from the first one how much I hated that we'd, like, get a little bit more up the mountain. It's like, okay, go to this other corner of the world and get this MacGuffin and come back, and we'll go a little <laughs> bit further up the mountain. Like, no, now you need to go to hell and do some challenge waves. And, and they did all that again. Like, it is the most, yeah. it is the most, like, pat, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel like padding because the entire time I am with characters who are semi well performed and, and written and, and there are a lot of like funny bits. I love Brock still Brock's my guy. Kratos is, I could listen to Kratos say anything. He's like the Morgan Freeman of video games. Like just truly one of the best voices. He, he, he deserved that win for best performance at the game awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game holds your hand. Like you're like five years old, Steve. Like I uploaded a, a clip to my, my YouTube where I got to the, like, I, I turned the corner and got to the puzzle where you're, like, you use your axe to, like, freeze geysers to, like, do other geysers higher that, like, push things to, like, platform puzzle. Like, I turn around the corner, I look at it for a second, 
And then I'm like, oh, okay, I do this, throw this, and like start doing the puzzle. And I finish the puzzle, and I'm like going up, and Atreus is like, huh, maybe we could freeze the geyser. And I'm like, no, dude, shut. And the, sh like, I just did that. You watched me just solve it. I am currently exiting the puzzle area. And just every single character in that game, Amir, uh, Atreus, uh, uh, slight spoilers, I guess. There's other people who talk to you and are with you. <laughs> no one shuts up. Everyone constantly wants to tell you what to do. And it is so grating and annoying that, like, me and Tori were both just, like, very sick of most of the characters talking in that game by the end of it. Horizon 2 is the exact same. And what's annoying is, like... I can, is she talking to herself in that? Exactly, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, she uh -huh. talks to herself. It's just like, hmm, I think I can climb up that cliff over there. It's just mm. like, I know that. I just want to explore and get some some materials because this whole game, I have to fucking craft my own arrows. Like, mm -hmm. calm down. Like, yeah, it, that one did it. And you're you're also with people quite a bit in Horizon, like, during different missions and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. they're talking. Like, there's just a lot of talking in that game. And the hand-holding <sighs> is getting... Yeah, that's true. It's just game super annoying. And maybe that's why I got into Elder Rain so much because that game fucking tells you dick. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't tell you anything. And there's things where I'm like, oh, I can level this up. I didn't even know when I was like 70 hours into the game. So <laughs> that's awesome. It's um, yeah, the thing is Cronus on our Discord kind of jumped in to kind of poo-poo on God of War because he was just like, yeah, it's like I played this game already and I don't need to like play it again in 2022 like the I best review i've i've seen of ragnarok steve uh shout out to i think seth finkelstein in the hard drive writers discord he's like it's a metroidvania set on the snowpiercer train in that it's very obviously like it's 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 the sony model of just tunnels that are really polished and you go to the end of and then that unlocks a little shortcut to get back to where you started to cash everything in. Yeah. Uh, but the whole time you're going, there's like, oh, big glowing spot that Mimir's like, oh, we don't have the right equipment, brother. And then uh, a red shiny thing that I can't open. And Atreus is like, huh, I don't think we're equipped to deal with this, dad. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you got to come back through this tunnel at the end of the game and just do all the things you can't do right now because you don't have the equipment. And it's, yeah. But a good Metroidvania will like tease those things in the corner and like you, you, and it's not like so obviously in front of you the whole way you're playing that you just need a new item you don't have to, and you have to come back here and do the tunnel again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And I hope like, cause like, I don't know if Sony's really seen a lot of that feedback cause I don't really see it. I just see it. Like you, you kind of told me and a friend is also playing and kind of told me the same thing, but mm -hmm. like those games are just like, like, you know, they're Metacritic 90, like 90 plus or whatever and not mm -hmm. made for all these game of the year awards. And I'm just like, Oh, like, is that mm -hmm. what like last of us three is going to hey, be? Hey, like, Hey, Hey, but which one won Steve? God of War or Elden Ring? Monster. Elden Ring won yeah, because the true. people are no, and they're waking up. They're waking up to the truth, Steve. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. Well, what's the next big Spider-Man? We'll see what Spider-Man's like fucking him and Miles uh, Morales talking yeah. all the time. Just like, Oh, I'm, I think we need some electricity webs for this spider-man okay let's come back in seven hours yep uh, so we'll see how spider-man turns out <laughs> yeah i don't, know, I don't I feel remember like spider-man being like that either that's the thing like last no. of us definitely wasn't like that spider-man wasn't like that ghost of Tsushima wasn't like that like that seems to be a 2022 like horizon 2 and god of war thing where they're just like they really just fucking like dumb it down and, and something that was really validating was uh you know game makers toolkit the youtube channel mark brown uh, like three days after Ragnarok came out, he's doing like these minis. They're like little eight minute videos just on a design thing he noticed. 
And as soon as I saw the thumbnail, it was like, why won't the characters in God of War shut up? And it's like, like yeah. Atreus would like tape over his mouth. And yeah, he's, he succinctly puts into like a little eight minute argument, like what is so <laughs> annoying about that? And what, as a player, how that just kills your desire to like figure anything out. Cause the game is just constantly like, Oh, you are so stupid that 30 seconds into this, we're just going to tell you exactly what to do through a character. Yeah. In the game. The, and what's super annoying is like, I just remember, I don't know how much crafting and stuff there is in God of War or exploring you want to do, but like Horizon, there's a lot of that stuff. Like you need mm. to like collect wood and shit to make your own arrows and just all this stuff. So it's like, I kind of knew where to go and then I would just kind of scrounge around in the cave or something. And there were a few moments, like I remember like one or two moments where it was like, I really didn't know where to go, but mm. there's a lot where it's just like, I don't know. So even outside puzzles, it's like you'll finish a story mission and whoever you're with was like, oh, we could go over and check out that thing from before or go to the next story point. It's up to you. And like every single time you finish a mission, they remind you like, yeah, this is an open world sort of thing. You can just go do something else if you want or just keep yeah. doing the story. It's up to you. I wish yeah. like with all the accessibility stuff they're doing too, they would just kind of tone it down. Just yes. be like, I don't mind yeah. having that stuff in there for people who just want to story mode and just go from point A to B to C to D. Mm-hmm. But like, just let me adjust it because I don't need. Yeah, fucking that's, Halo. What, that's what I Mark think even says in the Game Maker video too. He's like, just a toggle that's like in-game hints or like yeah, player like low, medium, hints. high. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, one of the things they patched in Aloy in uh, Horizon was that when you picked up stuff and had too much of it, it would automatically go to your um, stash. And maybe they must have had something where people didn't know they had a stash. So they, she kept mentioning like, oh, like I'll make sure that this will just go straight into my st- my stash or something like that. And they actually like <laughs> adjusted it because it just fucking, she didn't shut up. Um, yeah. we should ra- let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. All right. That's it for episode 223 of the com podcast. Uh, once again, game of the year polls are live now. Go nominate a game for best ongoing, most anticipated and Canadian game of the year. Uh, and then we'll do a week at the end of the year for voting and announce a winner. Uh, check out our new logos everywhere. Pretty stoked to have that finally. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs. If you want to help us keep the site online covering the Canadian games you love, Canadian ga- or patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Uh, backing us at any tier gets you early access to the podcast, uh, Discord channel on our our Patreon channel on our Discord, and at the $5 credited patron tier or higher, we would like to personally thank you at the end of every episode, so thank you so much for your support. Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, or if the service you use does reviews, drop us one. Otherwise, you can get us with any feedback, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. All right, Steve. Any bets you want to place at the end here? What were some of the other bets? I'm in the one of my waiting for the playoffs. I'll bet on winning that. We're waiting for the Fay Farm file size. I say it won't go up. You say it will because it's only two gigs. <laughs> do we do we have confirmation on that? Or it was on Switch, I think. Right? We were talking about yeah. Switch. I I bet that's just like a placeholder thing you have to put on the eShop you make. Like it needs that information, even if you don't know it's 100 percent accurate yet. But yeah, well, it seems like it could be under two gigs for me, but you don't think so. Um, um, let's find did, out. Two Falls was one of the Indie Cup games. I forget if it was third person or not, but we bet, based on the trailer, whether that was a third person game. I don't know what it is in the demo. 
You said it is third person. I said it looked first person. Uh, the Dude. demo, I remember that was one of the games I couldn't play because like, I tried to download the demo and it just went ah. or whatever. So. All right, well, one of us will figure that out eventually. And you uh, bet uh, the Browns will not make the playoffs. I think it's too early to call for that. Uh, no, it might not be. We Might, might not? Are on. they out? Hold on. And fuck Deshaun Watson so. was apparently part of that bet. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck garbage human being. Garbage um, human being. How do you have 20 like plus like sexual assault charges <laughs> on you? Like, You're a professional. That's how. Who did I say? The Browns? Yeah. Are they eliminated? They're five and eight, so they're most they're very most likely not making the playoffs. All right. So things are looking good for Steve Bet Corner, two K twenty two holding out the end of the Your year. Your Cincinnati Bengals are nine and four and they're looking looking pretty good. I gotta get my toque back. I left at a friend's house and my ears <clears> are getting cold. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anyways. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully. Goodbye. Bye. What's your favorite quote? Uh, the greatest sign that there's intelligent life out there is it hasn't tried to contact us. Mm. I like that. Semi-related to that one is the one where it's like they're one of two things is true. Either we're alone in this universe or we're not, and both of them are extremely scary or something along those lines. Yeah, Carl Sagan, I think. Is it? Yeah. <laughs>